This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Joined here tonight by Garnet West, one of the great friends of our show, to talk about the Ravens' heavy packages for pass rush situations. How are you doing, Garnet? I'm doing good, Ken. How about yourself, sir? No complaints. No complaints. This is the most polite human being on earth. I, I, I've never been called sir more times in my life than, than from Garnet. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> See, there you go again, right? <laughs> Can't turn it off. Nope. Can't turn it off. Uh, all right. Uh, so it was your topic originally. I don't want to steal your thunder, but but tell me what you think is worth talking about tonight about the Ravens' heavy packages. Uh, yes, sir. 
it's more of uh, just up front when it comes to just a package, I guess the lineup or the, or just a, yeah, I guess you can just say the lineup when it comes to our packages up front with the say, IE say on third downs or what would be say a third and 15, what would it be, who we have out there on those situations, sir, things like that. All right. So, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about, and I know you, you, you know it well from my, uh, from my writing and whatnot about the race car package or something, some people call it NASCAR. Uh, that, that's really its original name. I think race car is something I made up. Uh, if you want to, if you want to talk about what that is, why don't you explain it to folks here? I don't want to hog the air here. Tom. Yes. Yes, sir. So basically, uh, from, you know, if you're not familiar with it, you know, I'm not going to take too much time on it, but th- if you do a little history research in the uh, Ken's film studies, uh, webpage or website, you can find a couple videos on, but we're going to talk about basically how you can have like four, let's say four outside linebackers or just let's say a heavy set or for example, say, Oway. Houston on the outside, then you can have uh what's his, what's his name? Pernell McPhee and let's say Ferguson mm-hmm. as the interior guys and those at, at the three techniques or et cetera, or those those ways. That's really your front line of that NASCAR slash race car. I would like to call it since you know the owner of the show calls it race car. Yeah. <laughs> All right, get some get some abuse for that every once in a while, and and the Ravens are able to use this package because they'll often go to a dime defense, uh, and, and it typically would be would be on the field with the dime, uh, and then they might have one uh, extra defensive lineman in the middle of that, and and that's that's the that's the zero inside linebacker version of the race car. We have a dime, six players, and then you have five heavies up on the line of scrimmage four outside linebackers and and one down lineman a lot of times it was wolf last year it certainly could be campbell if he's healthy um both possibilities yes sir that's that's exactly what it is okay so this is a concern show so what what's what was the concern about the heavy packages this year oh yes sir this just really just comes down to just uh health you know having three older guys or just older uh, older team in the interior just mm-hmm. hoping that they just stay healthy and uh the rotation while say for matabuke purposes or you know, even McPhee is up there in age, you know, 30, oh, yeah. 33, 30, well, 32, 33 years old by now. Mm-hmm. And that's like the main concern, just to have a healthy uh, package or rotation for the packages. Yes, sir. Well, it's this this kind of gets at that, doesn't it, though, because you have uh, a bunch of defensive linemen who are older and they've got four that are really older right now. All three of the Monstars right. and then also uh, Jelly Jelly Ellis, who won't be on the field for those kind of snaps very often. But the Ravens really, you know, one of the things that, that Wink has been good at is reducing total defensive line snaps by having a lot of packages that have either one or occasionally zero defensive linemen in them. So he believed either put a third outside linebacker on with one defensive lineman or sometimes with two, but oftentimes they'll have, they'll have not just what a lot of other teams would consider the very minimum of two defensive linemen on the field. They'll have one or even zero sometimes. Okay. Excellent. So with that being said, sir, uh, who would you say highly suggest to be the, the number one defensive lineman in that Pakistan, sir? I, I think, you know, they have options. I think Matt Abike, uh you know, being younger and being a guy who's a penetrating uh, three-tech for most of the time, he, he fits in, in that kind of role. Wolf, outstanding under guy on stunts. So I like him for that. Uh, and I like Campbell because he's probably the best pass rusher we've got, in, you know, overall. So uh, who do you like? 
Yes, sir. I, I really like uh, from what I I was able to see on uh, the Saturday the Saturday night game in the Carolina. I really hope that Campbell stays healthy because his reach, oh my God, like his speed and with the reach and power power in his punches, it really does make a huge difference. Like he's able to shed a blocker less than like. 0.5 seconds from what I saw. And mm-hmm. most of the times that when he does that, if he does is successful, most of the times it's going to end up being a, a holding penalty on the, uh, the, on the offensive line from where it should have been called multiple times, but it was not in the Carolina game. Oh, well, but that's what I would like to see. Yes, sir. Yeah. You get him out of position like that. You'll get some holds eventually over the course of a season. I, I, I agree with you. They weren't calling it, you know, every down they, the Ravens only got called for one penalty and that was just a false start. So it didn't really end up hurting the Ravens. I don't think much in this game, but I understand what you mean. The great play that Wolf made driving his guy back to, to stop the run play near the goal line. Campbell was in on that play, had great penetration on the play. Just, just barely missed the ankle of, yes. of the, on the takedown. Yes, sir. Yeah. You, uh, is, are, are, is there any concern here that this alignment maybe isn't going to generate the pressure the Ravens need? I, I believe it will generate some pressure up the middle. I think for the past couple of years, our biggest problem have not been able to generate pressure up the middle. But mm-hmm. due to – I feel like we didn't have a really huge, healthy, solid year due to COVID reasons and, you know, injuries for Calais. And then there's another year under the belt for Matabuke. And then, you know, poor, poor Wolf all last year had to hold it down by himself at one point in time. I yep. feel like this is really going to be an outstanding year for the interior rush to, to get home, I believe. Yeah, I hope they can stay healthy too. I mean, it being an older unit, that's that's very legitimate fear, uh, and it is it is such a talented unit. Um, in, in truth, I mean, are, let me ask you about this. Um, one of the issues, Ellis is really the only pure backup nose they have. Yes, sir. And the Ravens' defensive line is kind of old right now. Would it make sense to you to try and get a younger guy, whether that's Washington or Crawford? I think Washington's going to make the roster anyway. Yes, Maybe sir. Crawford ahead of Ellis to keep him. I'm, I'm, uh, I, you know, uh, Jelly, Jelly Ellis is a favorite of the of the team, but mm-hmm. I, on my depth chart, I have him last behind, you know, behind those, especially Crawford is literally would be third in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. And yes, sir. But pro- yeah, speaking of just, I'll be short and sweet about Roger Washington. Roger Washington, it looks like he grown up tremendously from the previous year. Mm-hmm. He looks, he went from being unrecognizable to recognizable in my opinion, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah, I, I agree. We, uh, we, we've been talking about that a little bit today in terms of, of a guy who's improved his game. I, I, the, the question I had about Broderick is, is he good enough to be a three or a zero slash one, or can he only really be a three? Because his body type is really more like a three, and he's a penetrating player. I think we agree on that, kind of disruptive. But if he's a three, then he's playing behind Campbell and Matabike because – Campbell could play anywhere. He's, I mean, he's very versatile. Play anywhere, but the nose maybe, um, you'd be wasting him there. But, but in the in the case of Matabike, at his size, he's really a three only at what he does. So the question for Washington to me is, 
can he really be a backup? No. Is he be undersized? But d- does that really make sense? Yes, sir. It, it does make sense. And that's the one thing I hope we do. We're able, to, we're able to see in this last preseason game against Washington. Now, hopefully, they put him, they give him an opportunity at that at that position. Or even with Crawford, I would like to see as well. That's why I would like to, you know, get those questions answered, sir. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great plan to see what those guys can do. I don't expect the Monstars to play really at all, but if they do, they'll play a series or something. So I'm not expecting any meaningful time, which is going to leave a lot of snaps. And and how they fill those, I, I, I'm i going to be looking closely at whether it's Washington or Crawford. And Crawford's been injured a little bit this week, by the way, mm-hmm. um, who takes a lot of those nose snaps. They've also got Chris Smith, who's a guy that they – um, another guy they could put inside. He's kind of seventh on their outside linebacker depth. He's been a pure situational pass rusher this preseason. Seventh year guy, so it's not like he's a young guy or solving any of our youth needs. But uh, he might be another guy, certainly during the season, they could go to if they needed to make a phone call to reassemble a race car package due to injuries. Yes, sir. And he stood out to me as well in uh, the uh the previous game as well. I want, I want to say also with the first game with the Saints, mm-hmm. uh, if I recall correctly, but he did pretty darn well. He's pretty quick off the ball, uh, you know, fast hands. It seems like he, everything, I don't know, it's going to be pretty tough, whoever's going to be, whoever's on the end of the, of the, of the chopping block. I feel sorry for him because it's a nice group we have down there for now. Yeah. I mean, he's, I believe he's seventh right now, I believe. Um, and, and Ferguson is sixth and I think Ferguson's going to make it. I think they're, I think they're going to keep every single one of the, of the six. What we might see is McPhee cut for a day while they re jigger their IR situation. But come opening day, I believe McPhee will be with the team. Yes, sir. You think anybody would be try to grab him off that, sir? I th- I think they really kind of had their opportunity this off season because he's available. He was available. He wasn't signed by the Ravens, and they right. you know anybody else could have signed him. And um, you know I I think he really wants to play in Baltimore. I, you know he's probably settled. He's got his house here and whatnot. And for a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe you know maybe let's say three hundred or four hundred thousand. Even if there's some guarantees involved, I just don't think he'd move for that. I think he I think you know if the Ravens said, tell you what, just. We'll cut you tomorrow. We'll resign you. We'll give you twenty five or fifty grand. I think. I think he does that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, thinking as a, a parent who wants to move in the middle of the beginning of a school year, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there you go. I I don't know if McPhee's got kids or what, but he really uh, each year it, it the older players is very apparent how much they're really enjoying camp, and McPhee is one of the guys who really appears to be enjoying it this year. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I, what else? What else can we talk about that you would like to about the about the pass rush? Uh, sorry, obvious passing situation, pass rush alignments. So, um, I, I just you know, just you know, barbershop type. I was talking to a couple guys of mine, or whatever, friends of mine. You know, a lot of people they they were very intrigued about the Houston sign, which I am too as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like I tried to tell them, it's like it's. If you look at all the previous um, the, the year the year before when we had Yannick, it wasn't really I, a lot of people want to blame Yannick for not getting to the quarterback, but the fact that you know his efforts was basically cut in half due to the fact that we was not getting pressure off the middle, and the, the one thing you think you know 
the whole mythical legend, or I would say, you know, mythical legend, but uh, a lot of people think that uh, us not, you know, I think we only had 29 sacks last year, sir. Is that correct? Oh, 29? Really? That's it? That's yeah, terrible. I think, I think yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think it's only 29. I'm not, I'm not trying to take up the time, but I'm just, I think it was 29. And I know we do a lot of stunting with the outside linebackers, you know, in order to get home sometimes, but I truly think uh, the interior push will, you know, greatly maximize the number a little bit other than 29, I believe. I think it's 29. I'm 30, 39 sacks for the Ravens. 39, 39 sacks. Okay, it's 39. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, whew, thank you. Yeah. I was wrong. Jesus. But, yeah, like, it, my, the biggest concern, basically, other than just the health of the older guys, is really just hoping that, you know, just a generation of uh, hopefully when we play at Kansas City, we don't have to do a lot of blitzing, you know, because mm-hmm. that just exposing us to, you know, yeah. you know, what our bus rear ends showing, actually, I, I guess you can say. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I agree. That really didn't work last year against Mahomes. He shredded the blitz. Um, you know, one one thing to, to kind of shift topics a little bit is that uh, Martindale's, the way he uses scheme, it really spreads out the sacks. I mean, they had 39 sacks last year, which is not bad. And and they had – nobody had more than six. Judon led the team with six sacks. I think we could have a similar year this year because I don't think there's anyone obvious to me who's going to get eight sacks. I, I wouldn't bet on Houston even to get eight sacks, even though he's probably the best pure pass rush specialist they have now. Campbell, if he's healthy, I guess could approach that. Uh, but again, you know, a, a guy who – uh, they will use schematically differently from from one situation to the next. I mean, you look back to last year in that Philadelphia game, and Wink had five sacks from the secondary in one game. Five different players got a sack. Uh, I, I just I think this could be a year where the sacks really get spread out among players, and, and the Ravens have a leader that has like five and a half to six and a half again. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it's going to be a, a sack committee more than you know. You know, like the good old days where we had Suggs and uh, uh, Elvis Dumeril, you mm-hmm. know, you know, getting all the sacks. I think it's going to be sat by committee. And uh, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, that just, you know, that's setting the bar, you know, at a minimal for, I think, across the board. Anything other than that, I'm, you know, thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, now, one of the big questions about the Ravens coming up and, and one that will affect their pass rush is how many defenders they keep on the team. Very deep on defense, but there's also some some offensive positions where there are additional players. Now, the Ravens, uh, do you expect, first of all, a 26-24 split in the roster come opening day, remembering that there's some shifts they will do to, to IR some players in this first day after? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, so we're talking about as in like, will there be certain cuts on the on the offense and defense to 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 keep certain spots correct? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I guess here's what I mean is that they have veterans, and we talked about McPhee being a guy who might be cut on cut down day and yes, then resigned the next day after somebody like Bateman has been moved to IR. Mm. And they have other possibilities of doing that in the secondary. Like Jimmy Smith might not be ready to play on opening day, and he might be start the season on IR. Yes, and I, I really honestly don't know the status of Boyle currently, whether he's uh, available to be to be um, to wait on PUP. I think he's taken off that, though. So basically, they have to they have to put him on the roster 
And if he's not ready to go, they need to IR him for three weeks probably. So they have a few players that that they really need to do that with, Mm. and then they can make some re-signings. But the question is, will a roster look like 26 and 24 to try and keep as many of those defensive backs and use those defensive backs to fuel the new special teams unit they're going to have to build? Yes, sir. I I think so. Uh, I I think they will do, sir, because the fact is – if if I'm if I recall this correctly, like there's just too many versatile pieces in that back as in that defensive back room now, and basically if you're one dimensional, I'm not trying to pick on nobody, but basically like a, a Anthony uh, Anthony Levine type of guy, mm-hmm. it, like I understand he's the you know co-cap, well you know the captain of the fashion, you know heart and soul of the team or one of the pieces of the heart and soul I should say. But the fact that it's just, do you really want to sacrifice that when you have a guy like a Ardarius Washington that's right there, or you know, for or a Wade type of guy, or you know, a Chris Chris Westry? You like mm-hmm. free, that's like a freaking nature of a six four corner that can move mm-hmm. four three speed. It's just it's so many pieces that can contribute to special teams, it, or and just just other than that one guy and yes sir and you know also with the tackle situation as well you know hoping that's you know with all reports saying stanley is healthy but at the same time though i rather want to have that uh, you know a, a swing tackle or ely right there or somebody of that nature mm-hmm. yes, sir. yeah tough tough call between ely and schofield i really i i liked what i saw from schofield in this last game a lot i loved what i saw from ely i just kind of have a question of context because he came in for the last 11 snaps when the panthers are getting beat 43 to 15 in snaps in that second half they're dog tired Yes, sir. And, and you know, it, it didn't even look like – it looked like he was, a you know, a, a senior playing with eighth graders. Yes, sir. He looked like a pro bowler. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. There you go. All right. Uh, outstanding always talking football with you, Garnet. Anytime you want to be on, love to have you. You know that. But uh, uh, tell folks where they can talk football with you. Yes, sir. So uh, you can find me at uh, at Garnett, G-A-R-N-E-T, 478. You know, that's all one all together, no spaces on Twitter. You know, usually I'm always there. Just hit me up. We'll talk ball, talk whatever, to be honest with you. And also on Monday is what I'm trying to do just for just a community for, for us as Raven fans. Is uh, I try to do a thing called uh, Ravens Town Hall call. Basically, hmm. we'll, we'll discuss as a group of how we felt that Sunday game or whatever, say we played that, that Thursday, we'll discuss it. Or, you know, since the case of playing, we were playing the Raiders Monday, we might go a little bit earlier, you know, just a preview of the game, but just to, you know, get everybody familiar with people. And also it's, it's very actually helping to a lot of people that are Raven fans or are just getting used to the social media era. Like a couple of guys like, Hey, I'm glad that, uh, you know, I found this group of people talking ball. Like, so now I can plug them. Hey, this is my. Uh, this is a guy you should be listening to. Ken, Ken, you know, from Film Study. It's like it's, <laughs> it's a way of getting to meet people, but also plug them into the right people and just plug them into the art community. Yes, that, that's that is a really cool thing you're doing. I I would love to join and just sit in on a on a call sometime. That'd be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. You'll love it. Trust me. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Other folks out there, if you'd like to do a film study short, uh, just give me a, give me a message. Uh, DM on Twitter is the easiest way. My messages are open. Uh, focus topic uh, is always best. Uh, something we can do in about 15, 20 minutes. And I'd love to hear from you. This has been so much fun to do this concern series. I'm not done yet, but I've enjoyed every single one of these conversations. Garnet, you're just another. And, and of course, we've 
you've been on the show a number of times already before, but, uh, but always love these uh, fresh conversation with you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Sam is here. Ken, like, Ken, you're like family to me, so thank you, man. <laughs> I appreciate that, and we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.